Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm your host, Heather Vale, and today I'm speaking with Charles J. Fischillo, Jr., President and CEO of the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, or AFA. May is Older Americans Month, and the Alzheimer's Foundation of America is offering free virtual memory screenings to help you be proactive about your brain health. Charles, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks so much for having me on. How prevalent is Alzheimer's in America? More than 6.2 million people are currently living with Alzheimer's disease. And that number is expected to triple by 2050 without any cure or significant um, treatment. You know, in the state of Nevada, there's nearly 50,000 people currently living with Alzheimer's disease. And by 2025, that number is expected to increase to 64,000 people. So think about, you know, 50,000 people times three or four as a caregiving team. You can Mm -hmm. see the impact and how prevalent it is in your own state. Why are the numbers expected to go up so drastically? There's no cure. It's it's the only one in the top 10 causes of death in this country without a cure. There hasn't been any significant uh, improvements in research with respect to new medication in the last 20, 25 years. Better diagnosis, better awareness of the disease as well. What are some of the early warning signs of Alzheimer's? Memory loss, confusion about time and place, forgetting of uh, recent names, difficult in judging current situations, and changes in moods and personality. And most times that we, you know, families experience this of a loved one or a friend, they're in denial. And they'll say, oh, he or she is just getting older. You know, that's discouraging because we always encourage people that once you notice these signs, these warning signs, address it immediately. Because not every memory loss or is, is attributed to Alzheimer's disease. An individual can have a vitamin deficiency, a thyroid issue, sleep apnea, or even suffer from depression. All are treatable, if not curable. But you won't know unless you have it all checked out. So what should people do if they suspect that they or a loved one might have Alzheimer's? Well, two things. First, contact your primary care physician immediately or call the Alzheimer's Foundation of America and schedule a memory screening. It's free. It's virtual. It's a series of questions. We like to call it a checkup from the neck up. Hmm. And this is a perfect month to be aware of that. What are some of the things that people can do to keep their brains healthy longer? You know, that's, that's a great question. And we always encourage people to stay active, stay socially active, stay engaged, experience new things in life. You know, read a book, uh, take up ballroom dancing, because uh, you need to learn uh, every step from head to toe. Uh, don't smoke, limit your alcohol consumption, get plenty of sleep, eat well. You know, these are things and exercise a minimum of 30 minutes a day. When I say exercise, it could be a matter of walking as well. And, and these are things we've learned as kids back in elementary school, when you took a gym class, they would say the same thing. It's, it's important you carry this throughout your life as well. So this is Older Americans Month. What age does Alzheimer's usually set in? 
So Alzheimer's disease is not a normal progression of aging. Uh, we deal with families whose loved ones are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, there's no discrimination with this disease. So we think of it as being an older person's disease, but that's not necessarily the case. That's correct. And as I said, you know, we've had individuals that have been in their early 30s and 40s that have had early onset Alzheimer's disease. And, um, you know, it's uh, all the way up to people in their 90s. So we always encourage people to choose a healthy lifestyle. Why was the AFA founded in the first place? So we were founded 20 years ago. This is our 20th year, our, our anniversary, by a caregiver who many years ago in the 80s and 90s was caring for his mom who had Alzheimer's disease. But at that time, uh, there was a very large stigma attached to Alzheimer's disease. Nobody talked about it. And there were very little services for him to call and apply. So when his mother passed away, he really thought long and hard, what can I do to ensure that nobody goes on this journey alone? And that's why AFA was founded to provide the guidance, counseling and support. And today, 20 years later, we're a national organization with nearly 2000 member offices in every state throughout the entire country. We have a seven day a week helpline that's staffed by licensed social workers that are dementia specifically trained. And we provide educational opportunities, initiatives, just to ensure that care, education, and research is a core model of AFA. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the free memory screenings that you offer. What's involved in getting one of those? So all I need to do is call our office, call the Alzheimer's Foundation of America at 866-232-8484 and just sign up for a free virtual screening. It takes 10 to 15 minutes of your time. It's not invasive. And it's a series of questions that people will be asked that, you know, um, I can't tell you the questions because it's almost like giving you a lead of what to ask for, but yeah. you will receive a, a score. You know, there's a baseline if you score above it. You know, we'll, we'll tell you, you know, call us again in six months and we'll give you certain recommendations to continually leading to a healthy lifestyle. If you score below the baseline, we'll make other recommendations to you as well. Okay. And where can people go to find out more about the Alzheimer's Foundation of America and the other services you offer as well as the memory screening? So they can just go to our website, which is alzfdn.org, or again, call the office. And the office number is the same as the helpline. It's 866-232-8484. And through our website, there's a chat icon. You could chat with us as well in, in 90 different languages. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. We wanted to make sure that language is not a barrier for seeking help. And it's, it's a great system that is used widely. Okay. So once again, the website is alzfdn.org, alzfdn.org, or you can call them directly at 866-232-8484. You can request the free memory screening, which takes about 10 to 15 minutes of your time. It's available to all ages as well. Or you can find out more about what the Alzheimer's Foundation of America does while you're there. Charles, I want to thank you so much for being here today and talking to us about this issue and the free memory screening that, of course, everyone should have done if there's even a small chance that they might have something going on. So I'm really glad that you brought this to our attention and let people know about the free service as well as the other things that you do. So thank you for your time. Thanks so much for having me on. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is Weight Bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? 
Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm your host, Heather Vale, and joining me today is Andrew McMahon, VP of Health and Human Services Policy for United Healthcare Community and State. United Health Group has invested nearly $800 million in the Health and Housing Fund, a partnership with Stewards of Affordable Housing for the Future and the National Affordable Housing Trust. That $800 million total includes $100 million that they just recently invested. Andrew, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So why exactly is United Health investing in affordable housing developments? So as you noted, we've invested uh, over $800 million. And, you know, I think that the short and simple answer is that there is no doubt from our view at United Healthcare uh, that housing is healthcare. There is enormous amounts of evidence that demonstrates that having a safe, decent, affordable place to live uh, improves people's health outcomes. Uh, so uh, when we are making investments in uh, affordable housing, we're actually making investments in, in the improving the health of the communities we serve. What exactly is the correlation between health and affordable housing? So there is a ton of evidence and, and rigorous evaluation that has been done on uh, supportive housing, which is safe, decent, affordable housing uh, connected to the social, clinical, uh, and community supports that individuals and, and families need. And, you know, in, in, in short, people do not do well when they are on the streets or in shelters or in detox facilities, uh, et cetera. So having a, a safe, decent place to live in its own right, you know, it helps to improve health outcomes. But more importantly, as people get into safe, decent, affordable housing, um, they're, they are then able to get connected and have access to an array of services and supports that they need to improve their health. So that stability in housing enables them to better access and, and get the, the behavioral and primary health care that they need. Okay. Where have some of these affordable housing developments been built so far? So we have a, a whole map uh, that we could share with you, but the, the three most recent projects that we are uh, investing in through our hundred $100 million health and housing fund uh, are in Oregon, Georgia, and North Carolina. But we have uh, invested in uh, you know, dozens of communities across the country. And what are the chances that one of these developments might be built in Nevada, specifically Las Vegas? Very high probability. So actually, uh, we have a uh, investment in a in a project that we are working on right now through our health and housing fund in Las Vegas that is with uh, Volunteers of America. It's called Desert Oasis Two. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, what other programs and partnerships do you have going on right now? You know, I think we view, especially as you think about the housing and healthcare space, 
we view partnerships really as the pathway forward. And so in the housing space, uh, we have a host of partnerships. We uh, have the partnership with Stewards for Affordable Housing for the Future that you mentioned on the investment side, uh, where I would, I would say, you know, in that health and housing fund, we are conceding uh, some of our return on investment to finance the services fund for the projects. We are going to be tracking resident health outcomes as part of that. So it's more than your kind of quote unquote average housing fund. But we also have partnerships with public housing agencies across the country, as well as with local continuums of care, uh, which are the organizations that administer and allocate uh, the federal homeless assistance funding. We have partnerships there. And then the the third uh, key one on the housing front that I would mention are our partnerships with an array of healthcare for the homeless entities, uh, entities that go out and literally meet people under bridges and in shelters and on the streets and and provide them the healthcare they need, uh, but also build trust to help get them to access care. And so, you know, all three of those uh, entities are, are key partners in our housing efforts. And then what areas besides housing do you also get involved in? So we are involved some in the transportation space, some in the employment space, uh, and then food insecurity is a is a key area for us as well. And relatedly, uh, we have some emerging work that we are doing uh, around addressing social isolation for our members. You know, when people think of United Health Group, I think they think health insurance. They don't really think about all these other ventures and partnerships and programs and giving back to various communities across the country. Why do you think it's important for United Health Group to be involved in those types of initiatives? Great question. So I, I think it, it's really important, you know, I think to your point, I think people think United Healthcare and they think healthcare insurance and, you know, and they're paying the claims of, of your provider in your network. And, you know, I think what we have learned over many, many years, right, is that 80% of anyone's health outcomes uh, are determined outside of any sort of clinical or medical or healthcare setting, but are actually in the communities that we live in and through the issues that we talked about, like housing, transportation, employment, food security, et cetera. And so, you know, over time, I think that we have really focused on you know, expanding our reach and our impact, uh, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, our kind of fundamental goal is to help our members uh, live healthier lives. Are these kinds of initiatives status quo in the healthcare industry, or do you think United Health is set apart from others by doing these things? I think we're, we're very proud of the work that, that we are doing uh, at United Health Group. You know, other groups are, are doing some some good stuff too, but we are certainly uh, very proud of, of the work that we're doing. So, where can people find out more about United Health and the various programs and initiatives that you're working on right now? UHC.com. All right, awesome. So, once again, if you want information about what United Health is doing, go to UHC.com for UnitedHealthcare.com. It's just UHC.com. You can see their different partnerships, their affordable housing initiatives, and other programs that they're working on. 
And Andrew, I want to thank you so much for being here and letting us know about these initiatives that you're taking on, because I think it's very valuable for people to know about. And even just the correlation between healthcare and affordable housing isn't necessarily something that people normally think about. So I want to thank you for shining the spotlight on this issue and for telling us more about it. Thank you very much for your, your time and interest uh, and delighted to be with you. Thank you. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I'm going to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm your host, Heather Vale, and joining me today is Darren Griffith, founder of the Lead Don't Follow Foundation, which helps transform lives that have been impacted by substance abuse. The nonprofit organization raises money through benefit concerts, and next weekend you can see their Las Vegas The Awakening Show featuring Tantric, Raven Tree, and local Las Vegas bands Crashing Wayward and Lovesick Radio. We also have a few of the band members here, Jaron Galino from Tantric, Mike McCann from Raven Tree, and David Harris, guitar player from both Crashing Wayward and Lovesick Radio. Everyone, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. So, Darren, why did you start the Lead Don't Follow Foundation in the first place? I was more of a t-shirt guy. And, um, like, I have a, a t-shirt company called Paragon. And um, so... I had a friend from high school reach out to me and she told me a story about her son who lost his life to heroin. And um, we just bought this house in Maryland. So when she reached out to us, she asked us to do a shirt that said like F heroin or um, something, you know, along that lines. And I told her, Mm -hmm. well, I don't really do curse words on my shirts, but let me come up with something that's good. And, um, I reached out to one of my friends, Angelo Ferriello from Sweet Cyanide in New York. And mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, hey, can I can I do a shirt for you? And my parents always taught me be a leader, not a whore. And I'm more of a, like my designs are more rock and rollish. So I came up with lead, don't follow. And um, I went and I asked Angelo to do it. He says, absolutely. For this cause, no problem at all. Once I did the shirt, you know, I thought that we needed to do more than just, you know, a T-shirt, just sell it through my my T-shirt company. And um, as I'm learning about the the area where I live in, three kids died wow. in our community in, in Maryland. Um, and they were all like high schoolers. And the common key was the house that I bought. It was a drug and trap house. Hmm. So my fiance, Michelle, and I, we decided to come up with a 
And I said, we have to do something as parents, we have to do something more. And um, so I said, let's, let's start a nonprofit organization. And sure enough, I did, but I didn't want it as a regular nonprofit organization. I wanted it, you know, to kind of stay with my image and stuff. And like, I love rock and roll. So we're making it a rock and roll foundation. And <laughs> with this awesome bunch of guys here today, the great thing is these guys aren't asking anything in return here. Um, David Harris, Jaron um, has actually started, we, we started doing shirts and then I started upping my game when Jaron, we did a shirt for him and I'm going to put you on the spot, Jaron. We did a shirt for him because all our proceeds from our shirts, sales and everything goes directly to the foundations and helps communities the drug treatment centers and individuals that need assistance who can't pay for treatment. So all the proceeds from our shirts go directly to that here. But with Jaron, I, I came up with, and I called it the rock God. He looks like Thor coming out of the, the, <laughs> the he, he looks like Thor coming out of the, uh, the clouds here. You know, and I actually have like 20 artists and David Harris, his shirt is like unique. No one else has it. Um, the thing about David, he doesn't wear shoes when he's playing guitar most of the time. And um, if you see his shirt, I put three different outlines of him playing in the faint and then the one in the middle. And they, they all look great. But Tantric, the band Tantric really started and... You know, I, I love those guys because they play for the cause for me. Anytime I need them for a, a venue or a, uh, a show, I, I just reach out to them and they're like, let's do it, you know? So, and that's the great thing that I like about all these guys, you know, they're playing for the cause. They don't, it's not about money. It's, it's about helping the community. And when I got that call to come to Vegas here, because it's, it's basically a grassroots. I mean, I had people reach out to me saying, hey, you should really bring your show to Vegas. So I did. And we're going to do all our proceeds from our show are going to go directly to Clark County Rehabilitation and Substance Abuse Centers and mm -hmm. individuals that can't pay for the cost. So, Jaron, what is it that makes you say, yeah, let's do it. Let's do all these shows just because he asked you to. Well, Tantric is a heavily touring band. So, you know, we play a lot. But when we come across good people and people that we can really click with and have a good time and uh, are doing it for the same reasons we are, you know, for the love, uh, you know, it makes us want to work together more, you know, with those people. And working with Darren and the foundation the first time was, you know, a total blast definitely one of the highlights of last year. And uh, when he offered us the uh, follow-up show here in Vegas, I mean, it, it's hard to say no to, to good people. And, you know, we want to be involved with positive things versus the negative. And uh, in this industry, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, but if you aim towards the uh, positive aspects, I think it, you know, highlights the, the good in what we do. And uh, we're more than happy to be a part of that. Mike, what prompted you and Raventree to come on board? It was kind of unique. We were uh, we were in L.A. last year for a for a movie premiere. Um, bumped into Darren. Both Paragon, Lead Don't Follow, had provided uh, some costuming for the movie. We had provided some some music, 
so we bumped into each other, met each other at the premiere, and he had mentioned that he was considering and planning something like this. And we're both from Maryland. And I just said, yeah, you know, if you're if you're looking for groups, you know, we'd be more than happy, you know, and that's really kind of how it came about for us. And David, you're the local guy representing Vegas Baby. You're that guitar player guy, the one that is never just in one band. <laughs> so you're in both Crashing Wayward and Lovesick Radio? Yeah, I get, I'm a session guy. I get hired out to go on tour a lot with other different artists. So, yeah, yeah so my Lovesick Radio is more of a straight-up rock and roll band. We've actually played with Tantric a few times in, I think, Indiana and Ohio. Yeah. If I'm not. And um, we're actually finishing up a record, for our first record for Earache Records. That should come out in the first quarter. So we're really excited about that. And then Crashing is more of a modern rock kind of 90s type band. It's kind of Soundgarden-ish at times. Big mm-hmm. vocals, big riffs. So yeah, we just got played in LA a couple of days ago at the Viper Room. Headed to Vegas this week to play. I'm super excited. Thank you for asking us to be part of the bill. Me and Tantric's Killer Live. I'm looking forward to seeing Raven Tree. And Lovesick Radio and Crash Tour, we're, we're pretty good too. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. So why do you guys think that this cause in particular, substance abuse, is so important to tackle and bring to the limelight, show to the people, and be the cause that you give back to? I would say, you know, it, it's so relevant in, in the industry. You know, everybody says sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and, you know, that's a mm. big third of that, and you do see it everywhere you go. So it's nice to know, you know, you're surrounded by good people, like I said before, because you see so many of these bands where guys drop out, you know, they're in rehab, they can't do it anymore, their bodies are shot. And uh, it would just be nice to have a future where more people are in it for the long haul and, you know, not tainted by the demons, so to speak. Yeah. So we heard from Darren a personal story that kind of touched him with, you know, overdoses happening all around him. Have any of you rock and roll guys been personally touched by the substance abuse issue? So for myself, I was a career military guy and mm-hmm. uh, I was in special operations for a little over 20 years. And so I've seen that a lot in my former community. There's been a lot of drug abuse. There's been, uh, we experienced 20 suicides a day. Um, it's just really bad stuff. And it's something that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. In fact, I just lost an old teammate um, about three weeks ago. Um, mm. You know, it's one of those things like, and as I think everybody here has experienced that, it's just a real deflating event. And so for me, it, it's a an issue that's really close to me and something that I want to try to, like Jaron said, just kind of give back and, and fight the fight the best we can from what we have. Yeah. And David, what were you saying? Um, for me, it's, I had a friend pass away from heroin overdose a long time ago. We actually Lovesick wrote a song about it called Don't Be Right, which is a about that whole experience, what he was going through when he was trying to kick it and he'd fall back into it because he just couldn't let go of that, that demon. So, I mean, it's definitely like when Darren brought up this show and what, who, what it was for, I was like, hell yeah, count us in. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's a very sad issue because like Jaron mentioned, sex, drugs, rock and roll, it's supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be where you can let loose and experience another dimension or, you know, just have fun and be entertained. And yet then it turns deadly. So Jaron, what's the one thing that you would say to listeners to stop them from falling into that trap? 
Well, I think it would be hard to put it into one thing, but you know, with the world full of so many awesome things going on and uh, more specifically, if you're into music, you know, there's a lot of great things to attach yourself to and to involve yourself in or to surround yourself with uh, that don't involve drugs or any of that. I mean, it's one thing, uh, you know, smoke a little weed. It's another thing to be shooting up heroin, you know? So I think uh, if you're strong-minded and you really want to stay out of that stuff, it's it's really not that hard. You know, we see it all the time. We travel a lot. We see people on both ends of the spectrum. You know, if it doesn't look good and you're not into it, then stay away from it. You know, I get that. You know, people, the big excuse is, oh, people get bored on the road. They drink. It leads to other stuff. Well, there's other options and there's other ways to uh, get around that. And uh, again, you know, uh, so many people have been lost to this, whether it's in the industry or just personal friends. You know, I can relate there as well. But uh, there are other choices and uh, it's not the only option. And, uh, you know, like all of us on here today, you know, we're all career musicians, you know, doing it till the end because we love it. And uh, there's no way to really hold out like that and, and do it for all these years if you're into all the other stuff. So I think if you want to be in it, you know, for the long haul and have that longevity, you need to uh, stay away from that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, stay positive and look up to uh, good role models. Yeah. Darren, besides Las Vegas, where else are you holding these concerts? All over the U.S. Um, our goal is to take communities. So when people reach out to us, like I had a, a, a couple people reach out to us to come to Memphis, Tennessee and uh, South Carolina. So we're, we're starting to pick some venues for those. Um, July we're coming back to Maryland here and um, we're having a car show this year. So we're having uh, the bands and everything too. So it's going to be, it's, it's growing every year. And the reason I started this and I didn't want it to be a one hit wonder, you know, mm -hmm. like, Oh, just do it one time. Because a lot of times nonprofit organizations, they're done after one year. And I can knock on wood and say that, we're going on our third year now. So we are so excited. I want to kind of go back to the tantric show in Boonesboro that we had here. I had a lot of parents come up to me when, when they were there. Uh, there's this biker, this guy who looked like a biker dude, and he was very um, gruff coming into it. By, by the end of the night, he actually came up to me, gave me a hug, two grown men crying, hugging each other because he lost his son and um, he's about ready to lose his daughter to heroin. And wow. as a dad, I just, I, I can't even fathom that. Also, real quick, Hugo touched this, this woman that we did the show for, uh, House of Hope. Um, her daughter was like really bad into heroin like and it's so funny because 11 years before this show her daughter talked to hugo and this is the reason i made this lead don't follow and she actually now after talking to hugo and stuff he really is he really helped her and he got to actually talk to the mother about that she is now a counselor for the house of hope all these artists and musicians don't know how much power they have. And that's one of the reasons I made these shirts. I, I could have done everything, you know? I mean, we have some radio personalities now, like downtown Julie Brown, you know, and a couple other people from Sirius. And, and then we have comedians, Don Jamison. We have 
all these artists and it feels good when people are out there watching them and if they're going through something and they see a shirt of David Harris or Jaron or soon to be Mike, you know, they're going to pick that shirt out and um, they're going to rock it. And that's, that means something to them. And that's why I did this because all these artists, you know, they're not asking to be role models. No, they're not. But just seeing them on their, their favorite artists, they can get a shirt and to wear their shirt with pride, lead, don't follow it can help them. And that's why I created this. And I'm so thankful for everything that we're doing. But yeah, so to answer your question, <laughs> I have a show <laughs> in July on the 30th, uh, Stone Horses are going to headline our show there. So yeah, nice. and Raven Tree will be there too. So yeah, Jaron, Jaron, you know, everybody, yeah, everybody loves, <laughs> loves Stone Horses. Yeah, so at each location, you donate the proceeds to local nonprofits that are working on preventing substance abuse, and then you bring on local bands to be part of the lineup as well? Yes, absolutely. And the great thing about this, all our proceeds um, from the t-shirt sales, everything that we get, we're not getting paid at all. Yeah. I, you know, and so what we will do after we get that back, we get all the money from Eventbrite and stuff. We'll send a check that next week, however much we get. If people donate, you know, if they're there and they want to donate money to us, we would love that. <laughs> you know? um, but they can go there and, and donate. Then what we will do is we will cut checks to different substance abuse centers. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get the awareness out there that, hey, you can reach out to us. We don't judge at all by any means or we do not judge. And um, I, I have to say real quick about Vegas. I have David, I have Stacy David Blades as an artist and I have Stoney mm -hmm. Curtis as an artist too now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Great guys, great guitar players. Stoney is- Yeah, I'm telling you, right? Guitar players you'll ever come across. So much soul and Stacy, I mean, I'm in a band with him, so he's a killer guitar player as well. But yeah, good people too. So, yeah. Yes. So we're going to have these shirts at the show too. We're going to have six shirts. I mean, we have like, I, I love it. I, my goal is to have at least one person in each band to represent the lead don't follow foundation. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and that's what we do because we, we really want to, you know, tell people, Hey, you can reach out to us while we're there. I mean, we can get you in contact with some help and uh, we can help facilitate that and, you know, cover the cost they can't afford, like consultations or shots that needs administered that insurance doesn't pay. Or if they're going into like a, a facility, you have to buy toiletries and stuff. And that usually costs $150. A lot of times people, if they don't have the money, they're like, well, I'll get it later. And no, if you need help, reach out to us so we can get you help. And that's, now I'm getting ready to go into Stone Cold and that's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Las Vegas The Awakening show is taking place next Saturday, May 14th at 7 p.m. And all you guys are going to be there. So we've got Tantric, we've got Raven Tree, we've got the local bands Crashing Wayward and Lovesick Radio. And that's all happening at the Rockstar Bar, which is at 6730 Las Vegas Boulevard South, right across from Town Square. 
it's 7 p.m. showtime. And Darren, tell us what this night is going to be like for the people that do go. Well, I tell you, we're going to rock your face off, first of all. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We have comedian Don Jamison, a comedian, and he was on that metal show. He is so funny, and he will keep the crowd rolling here. You got Mike from Raventree, and I can't wait till we, like, pull the leash and let them loose in Vegas here. And um, <laughs> with Lovesick and um, Crashing Wayward, oh, my gosh. And I tell you, and Tantric does not disappoint. Oh, my God. Like, Hugo comes out, and, I mean, he just blows everybody away. Everybody is so great in the band. John, Sebastian, Jaron, and uh, Hugo, they they will give 120% every single time. So, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. And um, we're going to have some, uh, uh, some fun things that we're going to give away and hopefully some celebrity guests that will pop in from time to time. And um, I told, I uh, Instagrammed uh, DJ Ashba. He's working on his uh, guitar uh, dance music. And I said, hey, we got a stage here for you. You can come join one of the bands here. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, where do people buy tickets for it? And secondly, where can people find out more about the Lead Don't Follow Foundation in general? Tickets, you can go to rockstarbarlv.com or Eventbrite or Lead Don't Follow Foundation. That's where you can go find out about the foundation and about all our events. Um, We have an event page that if you hit Tantric's poster, it'll take you right to Eventbrite and then you can purchase your tickets, $25. And I must say, all proceeds, every single dime, will stay in the Clark County community and uh, go to the substance abuse centers and treatment centers. And also individuals that reach out to us, we will help them as well. But yeah, this is like a dream bill for me. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? I'm a fan of all these bands here and I I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I'll be, it's going to be great. (laughs) That's all I get. (laughs) So excited. So guys, he's given you a pretty big build up here. So now you really have to deliver. So is it going to be as great as Darren just said it's going to be? Oh yeah, I better book my flight. Yeah. Oh, I know it will. I have no doubt. I mean, it's it's going to be great. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm coming in a couple of days early to get everything ready, and uh, you know, we want to get the word out to everybody. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad that we can do our part here at the Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, helping get the word out. So once again, it's the Las Vegas The Awakening Show happening next Saturday, May 14th, featuring Tantric, Raven Tree, Crashing Wayward, and Lovesick Radio. It's all happening at the Rockstar Bar, 6730 Las Vegas Boulevard, south across from Town Square. Doors are at 6 and showtime at 7 p.m., You can buy tickets at the venue website, which is rockstarbarlv.com, or you can buy them at Eventbrite and find out more about what else the foundation is doing at leaddontfollowfoundation.com. 
Guys, thank you so much for taking your time and being here today. I really appreciate you bringing awareness to this issue and bringing awareness to how you're all giving back. I think it's amazing that you're giving your time giving your performances. And I know that listeners are going to have a great time if they come out. So thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. thank you all, guys. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you all in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Heather. When a parent struggles with addiction or dies from a drug overdose, what happens to their children? Far too many end up in foster care, unable to ever return to their birth homes because it's simply not safe. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is fighting the clock so that teens don't age out of foster care, leaving them at a higher risk of addiction and other negative outcomes that can happen to a child without the love and stability of a permanent family. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Charlie died after taking a single pill that turned out to be counterfeit. He was having back issues, and it was a counterfeit poisonous pill. Websites and social media selling fake medicines may look legitimate, but they're not. Drugs from these rogue pharmacies could have fillers like sawdust or deadly fentanyl. He died in less than 15 minutes after taking the pill. Now there's a free tool that can give you peace of mind at safe.pharmacy. Enter the pharmacy web address and you'll know if the site you're using is safe. If you're not getting your prescriptions from a legitimate source, that next dose you take could be your last. We just don't want other people to go through what we're going through. It's just horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Find out about fake medicine on social media and if the site you're buying from is safe. This is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and I'm your host, Heather Vale. Today I'm speaking with John Williams, co-founder and program director of the Nevada Wheelchair Foundation. The foundation is on a mission to deliver a wheelchair to every man, woman, and child who needs one but can't get one. For these people, a wheelchair isn't just a means for mobility. It represents independence, freedom, self-reliance, and hope. John, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So what exactly does the Wheelchair Foundation do to fulfill its mission of giving wheelchairs to those in need? You know, we about 20 years ago, my brother and I realized that there is a need for wheelchairs. And uh, at that time, there was like 15,000 people just in Nevada that needed a wheelchair that couldn't afford one. So uh, my brother came up with the money and gave me the, uh, the job as director and uh, we bought 10,000 wheelchairs and uh, we distributed all those wheelchairs in about five years. And uh, just recently, we got about 2,000 more wheelchairs. And our goal now is 10,000 for the next five years. The need is really out there. I mean, there's a lot of gaps in insurance. There's uh, a lot of people that are just down on the luck that just need a wheelchair in mobility just to get to the store. So uh, we offer the wheelchair for free. No cost. So you bought 10,000 wheelchairs. Yeah. That seems like a huge amount of money. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm literally, my brother could afford that. And uh, <laughs> that's um, awesome. I mean, yeah. that like, wow, that's great. There must have been something. There must have been a specific incident or somebody that you guys knew or something yeah. that prompted you and your brother to go forward with this, because that was a that huge undertaking. A question. Uh, my brother's best friend, Ken Barron, 
he had the wheelchair foundation, the global division. Mm-hmm. He gave out 1.2 million wheelchairs worldwide. And he asked my brother, he said, Don, help me, you know, with the wheelchair foundation. And Don says, no, I can't help the pygmies in Africa when, where I live and work, we need wheelchairs. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just going to start the Nevada Wheelchair Foundation, help the people where I live and work. So we started the chapter back in 2002. And, uh, you know, we work very closely with the Wheelchair Foundation worldwide, but we do concentrate only on Nevada. The need is here so bad, so bad. How many Nevadans are affected by mobility issues? Oh, right now, right now, they said it's about 25% of the people over 55 years old. And uh, like, there's a lot of gaps in insurances. A lot of people have great insurances. A lot of vets need wheelchairs. We offer a lot of wheelchairs to the vets because vets, just because you was a vet for one year doesn't mean you get all the great benefits. And people think, oh, you're, you know, medical for life. No, there's a lot of gaps in there. So we come up with, for the uh, the veterans, we come up with a lot of wheelchairs, mainly it's seniors, and uh, the Hispanic population is probably 60%. And we don't ask for documentation. We don't ask for money. We don't want to see ID. We just take people's word that they need one, they can't afford one, and it's for permanent use. And that's it. They get one. So all someone has to do is basically ask, hey, John, give me a wheelchair. I need it. And there they go. They get a wheelchair. That's all. They just call us and we trust them. And we know we, you know, people are going to lie. I mean, it's just yeah. we don't care. Yeah. Why, why would they? Yeah, exactly. If they do have to lie, they must need it. You know, I've seen my wheelchairs at the uh, Broadacre swap meet and I've seen them in garage sales. People come in and they say they need one. Our wheelchairs are Ferrari red, they're beautiful mm. wheelchairs, and, uh, and they look nice, and then people can get some money for them. So they come in, get it, and they take it to Broad Acres, and they sell it for, you know, 100 bucks. So where do you get these Ferrari red wheelchairs? Well, they're made in China, and we just got 600 wheelchairs last week, and that shipment took over six months. They were floating in the docks. Or the ocean in Long Beach because they couldn't, you know, because of the harbor problem. But we do have right now, I would say, close to 2,000 wheelchairs in hand. You know, we have a lot of, of good businesses that support us, too. Um, Richard Harris Law Firm, Dallas Horton Law Firm. I use the Rotary, Las Vegas Rotary, for deliveries. They hand deliver the wheelchairs. The, wow. the Lions in Nevada. They store a lot of my wheelchairs. I don't pay any rent for storage. People with the big hearts, that saves me 4000 a month. Volunteers work for free. And we only have two employees, my wife and I, in the whole state of Nevada. So when people do help us, the money stays in Nevada, and it goes to wheelchairs. That's great. Yeah. So how many wheelchairs, again, do you give out each year? Okay, each, well, it all depends, you know, during the pandemic, it was, it got down low, we mm-hmm. might have done 500, but basically it's probably a thousand, 800 to a thousand a year. And, uh, you know, I can get rid of all 2000 in one month, but we tried to um, use the qualification method 
of, you know, you have to live in Nevada for permanent use. A lot of hospitals and rehab centers, they need a wheelchair just to leave. I mean, they're required to have a wheelchair just to relieve the uh, facility. And we can't do that because it's, you know, my family pays for this wheelchair. They use it to go outside and it sits outside. And, right. and we're out money. So it's, uh, um, I would say a thousand a year is probably pretty good average. It could be more, but right now it's probably about a thousand a year. Okay. How can members of the community help you out with your mission? Oh, man, we need volunteers. They can, you know, most volunt- uh, nonprofits walk around with their hands out asking for money. Mm-hmm. I need awareness. I need people like you. I mean, this is wonderful because we have all these wheelchairs and it's so hard to get the word out. I mean, it's so hard. We need volunteers for the office to call every church in Nevada, every nonprofit in Nevada, every hospital, every rehab center. I need people in the office. I need volunteers to distribute the wheelchairs. Go get the hugs. Nothing's better when you give them a new wheelchair, Ferrari Red, and you see them cry and they just hug you. And, and uh, I need volunteers like that. Plus, yeah, I need money. And if we buy, if somebody donates, say, $1,000, the Wheelchair Foundation Global matches that 1000 So you actually buy more wheelchairs and they match yeah. to match. A container is about $42,000, and that holds 280 wheelchairs. If somebody buys a container for 42, we put their, like Richard Harris Law Firm, we put their little embroidered emblem on back of each wheelchair, and we match that. So he gets uh, two containers. Nice. 600 wheelchairs for 42. And that's the best public relations that you can do, having your little wheelchair, big wheelchair, moving around the mall or Fremont Street. Yeah, absolutely. So how does someone get a wheelchair if they need one? It's very simple. They can get online. They can look at our website at nevadawheelchairfoundation.org, or they can call directly at the, uh, our office, 702-476-6532. They can call 476-6532. But the website's a very good way. Or they can just contact me at john at nevadawheelchairfoundation.org. And I'll personally help them. You know, I, I go out there and deliver wheelchairs myself all the time. So I'm the director, the plumber, the painter. <laughs> the chief cook and bottle washer. I tell you, that's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Okay. So once again, if you want to have a wheelchair or if you want to help out the Nevada Wheelchair Foundation, whether that's by volunteering, donating, buying some wheelchairs, you can find all the information at nevadawheelchairfoundation.org or email John directly, john at nevadawheelchairfoundation.org or give them a call at the office 702-476-6532. 702-476-6532. John, thank you so much for being here today and for bringing awareness to this foundation and the issue that people are facing because you mentioned that getting the word out there is the most important part. So I'm so happy that we've been able to do our part in helping that happen. So you thanks know, we for sharing. appreciate this. You know, I, I called the TV. We used to get a lot of TV coverage. Mm-hmm. And now with all this going on worldwide, you know, they just come out and say, John, we just don't do as much as we used to do. So they don't come out very much. So we need people like you. And I, I tell you, I appreciate it so much. 
Yeah, luckily we've still got radio who can <laughs> yes, cover things that TV it. can't always. Thank yeah. you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. One in four Americans today are living with a disability. I'm one of them. I care deeply about creating a world we can all fully participate in, free from stigma, misperceptions, and barriers. And we've got a trusted ally on our side, an organization we can rely on, Easter Seals. Rooted in communities nationwide, Easter Seals helps empower millions of people, regardless of age or disability, through its life-changing services and powerful advocacy. Today and every day, Easter Seals is leading the way to full equity, inclusion, and access to healthcare, employment, and education for people with disabilities, families, and communities. That's my Easter Seals. Make it yours. Learn more and get involved at EasterSeals.com. I'm Heather Vale with the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and this is your community events calendar for nonprofit initiatives and charity events. May is Older Americans Month, and the Alzheimer's Foundation of America invites you to have a free virtual memory screening. These take just a few minutes and are open to all ages. Find out more or schedule your free memory screening at alzfdn.org. The Space is showcasing the life of Stephen Sondheim with a special concert on Thursday, May 12th at 8 p.m. at The Space. All proceeds from the show will benefit the Actors Fund. Buy your tickets or find out more at thespacelv.com. Also at The Space, don't miss the bi-monthly Monday's Dark fundraisers. Upcoming shows include Monday, May 9th at 8 p.m. benefiting Project Maryland, Monday, May 23rd at 8 p.m., benefiting Operation Homefront, and Monday, June 6th at 8 p.m., benefiting the Vegas Casino Canine Foundation. Get all the details at mondaysdark.com. The Lead Don't Follow Foundation, which helps transform lives impacted by substance abuse, is holding their Las Vegas The Awakening fundraising concert on Saturday, May 14th at 7 p.m. at the Rockstar Bar across from Town Square. The MC is Don Jameson from That Metal Show, and the concert features Tantric, Raven Tree, and local Las Vegas bands Crashing Wayward and Lovesick Radio. Proceeds go to Clark County Substance Abuse Centers. Get tickets or find out more at Eventbrite, RockstarBarLV.com, or LeadDon'tFollowFoundation.com. The United Way of Southern Nevada is hosting their 65th anniversary Golf United Tournament on Thursday, May 26th at the Revere Golf Club. Join Chet Buchanan and UWSN President and CEO Julian High to honor the legends and leaders trailblazing the path for future generations. Buy your tickets or find out more at uwsn.org golf. HopeLink of Southern Nevada is celebrating 30 years of preventing homelessness, underemployment, and assisting underserved Las Vegas Valley families. Their 30th anniversary party will be on Thursday, June 2nd at the M Resort Spa Casino. The VIP reception is at 5.30 p.m. and general admission at 6.30 p.m. To purchase tickets or get more information on HopeLink, including ways to volunteer, visit linktohope.org. That's link number two, hope.org. 
Ken Klein's Still Life Art Exhibit is showing through July 5th at the West Charleston Library, located on the CSN campus between Jones and Torrey Pines. Enjoy this local artist's hyper-realistic oil paintings featuring historical pop culture subjects. Proceeds from art sales are being donated to charity. The Nevada Wheelchair Foundation is giving out free wheelchairs to those who need them and can't afford them. To request a wheelchair or help with the mission, visit NevadaWheelchairFoundation.org. And now an important message from Jerry Rice. As a career wide receiver, I've been hit hard. But no training nor practice prepared us for the devastation of COVID-19. I know it hit home for a lot of you, and it has been a challenging year. Thankfully, there is hope. Even with multiple vaccines available, we still have to work together until everyone is safe. If we all continue to do our part, keep practicing the necessary guidelines, we can bring back our small businesses, send our kids back to school safely, and see you all in the stadiums again. No one person ever wins the game alone. It takes teamwork to beat a tough opponent. We all win when we unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 